today is Gaudete Sunday, that is the dead Sunday of Advent. This term Gaudete simply means rejoice. The significance of this Sunday to us Catholics and perhaps to some other mainline Christian churches like the Anglicans, Methodists, etc. is that having engaged ourselves for a couple of weeks now with the solemn and penitential preparation for the Lord's coming, the Church encourages us to lighten our mood this Sunday. This is also why symbolically the Church lightens the color of her liturgical vestments for today's celebration from purple to possibly rose. The Church also gives us a pat in the back by way of saying well done for the courage and sincerity you have exhibited so far. She says to us, be joyful because very soon your expectation and efforts shall bear good fruit. As a comforting mother, she says to us today, Gaudete in Domini Semper, rejoice in the Lord always. She equally re-encodes to her faithful the traditional Jewish encouragement that we find in the scriptures in the Old Testament. Go and enjoy choice food, sweet drink. This day is a sacred to our Lord. Do not grieve for the joy of the Lord is your strength. In our first reading today, Isaiah busts out in joy as he experienced the divine presence and hand of God tremendously at work in his life and mission. The Spirit of the Lord has been given to me, for the Lord has anointed me. This is the song of joy and satisfaction of one who has been fully empowered and for what the Lord God of hosts has done. This Sunday, like Isaiah, we shall sing the same song because we are being filled with and by the Spirit of God who energizes us for the last phase of our preparation and journey this Advent. In appreciation of what God has done for us so far, especially on this joyful Sunday, we must pause and say like Isaiah and Mary, I exult for joy in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God, for he has clothed me with the garment of salvation. This is the great joy that Hadete Sunday provokes, the joy that our salvation is near, that we have been empowered by the Spirit of God to take hold of it and to make it known to the whole world. Our second reading is an explicit exaltation from Paul to us, especially on this great and joy-filled Sunday of Advent. I quote, be happy at all times, pray constantly, and for all things give thanks to God, close quote. In this brief exaltation of Paul, we find a wonderful progression. First, it is an exaltation to be happy, joyful and cheerful for the journey so far has been so good and because the Lord God of hosts has refilled, re-energized and empowered us to take hold of our salvation. Second, it is an exaltation to be thankful to God for the journey so far 
This is because if the Lord had not been on our side, the enemy would have pursued and overtaken us. If the Lord had not been on our side, we'll have been nowhere today. That it is an exaltation to pray constantly, to be careful, watchful, vigilant, and in fact, not to lose focus of our destination. Hence, Paul warns us, thus, never try to suppress or treat the gift of prophecy with contempt. This is simply because doing this will be tantamount to refusing or denying the authenticity of what God has long been foretold about the birth and coming of Messiah to us. This is dangerous and will definitely be a counterproductive for our salvation and the efforts we have made so far in our journey this season of Advent. Therefore, Gaudate Sunday, to be truly meaningful, it must provoke a great feeling of joy and thankfulness while we still strongly preserving and keeping us focused on our journey and duty this glorious season of Advent. Once again, today our gospel revolves around the prophets and clarion call of the prophets of prophets, John the Baptist. The major difference between today's gospel and last week's gospel rests simply on the fact that there are, there are accounts from different writers, Mark and John, possibly also because Mark's version is shorter than John's, which includes the description of the person of John the Baptist and his discourse with the Pharisees. Apart from this message and the clarion call remains basically functional and ontologically the same. It is still from the voice that cries in the wilderness, make a straight way for the Lord. Why is this reading and call being repeated this joyful Sunday? Could be that we do not hear it well last Sunday. Well, if you say it is because variety is the spice of life, we might be a bit correct. However, I do not think that none of the former or even the latter is the reason. We must note that whenever the words and statements are repeated in the Bible, in any other literary writing, or even in any circumstance of life, it is for the purpose of laying strong emphasis. Repeating this gospel and clarion call of John the Baptist after exalting us to be joyful in the first reading, the psalm, and in the second reading is not an accident or a mistake. It is rather an act and manifestation of the wisdom of the Holy Mother Church who cares for her children. It is here again to remind us that though we are given a little time to today to relax, refresh and rejoice, the clarion call is still sounding as loud as ever. Make a straight way for the Lord. In other words, we are not done yet in our preparation. Repeating this clarion call is highly significant because it is a way of keeping us alert so that we do not lose focus of where we're actually heading to. It is not Christmas yet. It is not Christmas yet. It is a way of reminding us that the joy that 
how that Sunday is only but a tip of the iceberg and a foretaste of what the fullness of joy will look like on Christmas Day, when we shall embrace Christ, the cause and fullness of our joy. Finally, brethren, as we rejoice today, let us be mindful of and say a loud Amen to the prayer of Paul, who, knowing full well that we are still on a journey, sums up his exaltation to us with a prayer of commendation and hope. I quote, may the God of peace make you perfect and holy, and may you be all kept safe and blameless for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. God has called you and he will not fail you, close quote. Surely he will not fail us until we have seen our salvation and experienced the fullness of joy, who is Christ the King of glory. Surely he will not fail us because all the promises of God in him are yes and in him are amen to the glory of God. Peace be with you, Maranatha.